Thank you for joining us for this podcast series from Citadel Chambers, a leading and progressive set of barristers specialising in crime and situated in the heart of Birmingham. We'll be taking a close look at the issues that impact on the cases the barristers deal with in court. If you're a barrister at another chambers, or if you're thinking about becoming a barrister, you'll be interested in our special podcasts about the working lives of the barristers at Citadel Chambers. I'm your host, Rebecca Harding, and I'll be joined by a range of experts from Citadel, from Queen's Council through to their junior barristers. They can all be contacted via the Citadel website, citadelchambers.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. In this podcast, we talk to Martin Butterworth, who is in the process of retiring. Over the years, he's recruited and supervised many pupils, and we discuss the attributes he looked for in those pupils. Martin joined the bar as a mature entrant, following time in the military and then in the finance industry. He was appointed a Crown Court Recorder in 2003 and has been ranked as a Grade 4 Prosecutor for many years. With over 30 years as a criminal advocate, Martin has prosecuted and defended across the entire spectrum of criminal offending. He has a particular interest and expertise in cases involving firearms, ballistics and death by dangerous driving. Martin, so tell me, how do you create a good impression as a pupil? Um... That's a, that's a, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's the right question. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> He's challenged me straight well, up. Front. No, no, maybe, <laughs> maybe how do you make a bad impression as a pupil? All right, then. let's try that one. Then. <laughs> well, it, I suppose it depends on the pupil supervisor and, and the pupil. But I've had nine pupils over the years, and um, they created different impressions at different times obviously, and nearly always a pupil will want to be demonstrating enthusiasm. Not always, actually. I had one pupil I shan't identify who's now. No, I won't even say who they are or anything that might identify them. Oh, but, um, I'll have to bribe you later. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't keen at all. He wouldn't get out of bed in time to, to get into chambers, and that created a bad impression yeah and we fell out fairly quickly over that but he, he soon fairly soon changed that so I suppose all the obvious things anyone that's got as far as becoming a pupil will know the sorts of things they have to do you know I don't need to let list them I'm punctuality boundless enthusiasm a willingness to make a cup of tea, you know. I mean, that isn't... Very important in any job. (laughs) These days, I'm quite sure that um, a pupil supervisor will reciprocate because things are very, very different now. But those things, and you're there to help. And if you can provide your supervisor with with some positive assistance, then um, that'll be rewarding for for, um, a pupil's development. And it'll be rewarding for the pupil supervisor because um, he or she will see that they've got someone who's keen. When you think back over all of those pupils that you've looked after, there must be a couple that stand out as being particularly good when they came in. What qualities did they have that made them stand out? They recognise that being a pupil supervisor isn't easy. 
what what I, th- I think is generally overlooked, I, I don't know because I haven't had a pupil for a few years now, so I don't know what advice is given to to pupils. But pupil supervisors aren't trained teachers; they don't they they're being a, a practitioner and a successful practitioner by the time they're allowed to to take a pupil, and none of that will have included teaching anyone how to do the job or even knowing how to impart any sort of knowledge really they're sole practitioners who who are used to doing everything privately without an audience except perhaps a solicitor when they turn up but even then a a solicitor usually wouldn't intervene or contribute to, to anything that goes on so a pupil supervisor that finds themselves with somebody young, keen, and, and often very inquisitive, with a good mind, and they've probably come from somewhere where they've been taught by uh, superior intellects <laughs> and professional professional teachers, and that is not what they're going to be getting from their pupil supervisor, and understanding that can make it much easier for for the supervisor and also a pupil supervisor will have spent their entire career almost certainly driving to and from court on their own for example and not having to make conversation with anyone first thing in the morning or last thing at night if you just recognize that it can be new to, to to a supervisor to find themselves in a car first thing in the morning with someone who wants to fire lots of questions at them and understandably wants to talk about what's coming. And um, the supervisor just won't have been used to doing that. And I suppose what impressed me about the particular pupils I'm thinking about is that they knew that and they knew when to back off and they knew when all that all I wanted was just to be left with a bit of space to get on with whatever it was I needed to be doing. Yeah, so reading the room really, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's not going to be easy for pupils. Why should it be? Because it's all new to them and just keep an eye to that. I guess some supervisors will snap and make it quite obvious quite quickly that um, they want to be left alone. But I suppose I suppose that's what impressed me most about the And the fact that um, they were happy to accept that they never have to pay for anything. That's the tradition at the Birmingham bars. Well, whether it's across the Birmingham bar, I don't know, but it certainly is in chambers. Pupils are not expected to buy a round if they if they go out for a drink with anyone, and they they should accept that with good grace quite quickly. I don't expect they'd find that very difficult. Most people. No. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I had quite a few mature pupils who've come after you know successful careers in other fields and could very well afford to buy their own round because they weren't really relying on the um, funding that pupils get from chambers but even then they weren't supposed to buy anything and I, I, don't, I don't think that'll be a problem for most pupils but they mustn't get used to it that all falls away if they're taken on. So what sort of work are they going to be doing when they start when they come in? Well for their for their Supervisor, before they before they finish their first six, they'll be they'll be expected to to read everything that their pupil supervisor reads. I'm not quite sure how that's achieved these days because it's everything's received digitally, and I don't know how easy it is for for 
for pupils to read the material that their supervisor's looking at on his or her um, computer. We used to just get piles of paper and you just pass a pack of paper to your pupil and say that you read that well I read the rest of it and swap over that's I don't think pupils are given access to the digital case system materials at the moment so Fred I don't know how that works but they'd be expected to know the facts and to be ready to answer questions on the facts if their supervisor wants some help and would they be actually contributing ideas and suggestions as well? Yeah, I'm sure they would, but they they should be careful never to do that in front of a client. Yes, just behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. it's tempting sometimes for for eager pupils, particularly if they're way into their pupillages, to think, well, no, my pupil supervisor's got that maximum sentence wrong and just help um, in a conference with a client and nothing will make a supervisor crosser really than that. Um, but but otherwise, yes, that contribution, um, that's what they're there for. They're, and all supervisors will, will, will enjoy bouncing ideas off their, their pupils. That's what's rewarding about having a pupil actually is, is that interaction, which is, is unusual for a for, for a practitioner who generally is just working alone. Yes, no, I can see. Drafting advices and all, all the sort of drafting skills start and can be learned at that stage really quite early. So they're already starting to draft stuff for their um, supervisor. And Yeah, I mean, it'd be up to the supervisor, but again, it wouldn't be used by the supervisor, obviously. It would be, it'll be an interesting exercise for the pupil and nothing more but it can be very helpful i've been given many a steer by pupils when i've gone the wrong way or i've misread some of the facts and it really can be be very valuable to have a pupil who's right up on the facts of the case and can just helpfully um, correct um, their supervisor if if they've got something slightly wrong but again probably best not to do that in front of the lay client or the professional. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And work out what your uh, your supervisor's like as well when you tell Yeah, them. exactly. Well, I mean, you could develop a code, a secret code of hand signals or something. <laughs> no, that would work. So, I mean, things have changed an awful lot. What, what sort of skills do you think young barristers and pupils need now that perhaps they didn't need 20 or 30 years ago i mean i'm thinking about things like social media and i think that but any anyone that's a pupil now is likely to gain those sorts of skills and it's no good asking me about social media skills but i'm sure that is necessary and these days it is important that that members of chambers and pupils are willing to promote their practices in a way which which was looked down upon in fact it was against professional rules of conduct when i started out in the 80s you weren't allowed to tout for work which meant you couldn't approach solicitors you if you, if you took too many solicitors if you took a solicitor out for a lunch then you you people would regard you as it's a horrible word but they would regard you as a tout you're touting for work that's very different quite rightly now you have to do a lot more 
to promote yourself. I think that's the principal area that's that's very different to to what to when I started out. Most of the pupils that I've had would have been observing the sort of be careful that you're not seen to be working too hard to carry favour with the people who send you work, which is of course solicitors. So what would your advice be to any pupils coming in? Sort of top three tips. It's the obvious ones really. You've got to be prepared to work hard. And don't expect too much of of yourself too quickly. And don't be frightened of the work or the environment because probably they'd they'd know enough about criminal practitioners, certainly, who are an ordinary, I think, nearly always ordinary people who've, who've found themselves doing a quite unusual job, but they're perfectly approachable. Uh, and if they weren't approachable and, as I say, compassionate, they wouldn't be successful in crime because everyone needs that from their advocate in, in a criminal court. And the same if you're prosecuting, you still have to be compassionate. And I suppose try and enjoy it if you can. It is a valuable thing to be doing. It's rewarding and um, I, I think I think it is enjoyable, mostly. Like everything else, it has its difficulties, but generally speaking, everyone should try and enjoy it. That's great. Thank you so much, Martin. That's really helped. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast was brought to you by Citadel Chambers, a leading and progressive set of barristers specialising in crime and situated in the heart of Birmingham. If you want to get in touch with any of our speakers in this podcast episode, then please visit our website, citadelchambers.com. All the views expressed in this podcast are individual opinions and do not constitute professional advice. If you want to see how an issue applies to your own situation, then please talk to us directly to obtain professional advice. Thank you.